We're fucking idiots. We don't claim to be super smart. We're not trying to write essays. I'm super smart. I'm smarter than you. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, my brother, Zach. We back in this bitch. What up? Hey, dude. We back at it. Yeah, I know you just said that. In the white vans. You're... Oh, I was like, wait, van. Damn, Daniel. Yeah, I got it now. <laughs> got it. Got it. What's up, listeners? You're probably not a first timer if you're all the way this far in, but if you are, we are a full spoiler reread podcast of George Martin. And so, if you don't want spoilers, look away. Or do that with your ears, because you can't look away yeah, with your ears. Look away but, with your ears. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, as most of you know, you might as well just call us Sandra Clegane, because we've been fucking ghosting. Missing. We've been missing in action. Could also just call us ghost. You could call us ghost. You know, since we're ghosting. I like Sandor. I'm glad we don't do a video podcast so that they can't see how condescendingly you've been looking at me each time I've opened my mouth. We're back time. in the booth. Like, you're going to have nothing good to say at all for the next, like, hour and 45 minutes. But, yeah, we took a break. It was a needed break. It was a much needed break. Neither of us could really admit that the podcast was becoming more work than fun just with daily life on top of it squeezing out time was becoming stressful to do and was interfering yeah. with other things as particularly the kids with their schooling and just spending time as a family covid of course has been difficult it's been a, something to work on yeah. so it, we finally have put it off long enough and so we we decided it's time and it was in big part because of you guys keep men- messaging us and yeah oddly our, our numbers did really well as we took, took our a break. break. And the support, the outpouring of support has been absolutely insane. The amount of emails and comments and posts we've gotten of people just hoping we'll be back, which we've assured you all and promised you all and always intended to. And now here the fuck we are, We're bitch. Back. We did it. So... Yeah, sorry about the long hiatus, and... We have many plans for the future that going we, forward. Growth is we going We never be... stopped discussing the podcast and what we wanted to do with it. It was never an idea in our head to stop making these episodes. It was mainly how can we use our platform and, and make it better, make it more interactive with you guys, make it better to listen to. Mainly how can we be better for you and for ourselves without killing ourselves yeah. mentally and putting a burden on things and getting burnt out like we did so we think we've achieved that yeah with our our release goals and schedules new updated software for right. recording and you know a more stable pe- sense of our mental state mid-year new us yay <laughs> however that works but yeah we're we're back in the meantime though feeling good. of course because why wouldn't it the world has gotten much fucking crazier what the fuck so we our thoughts and prayers are with anyone affected in ukraine because of the absolute insanity that is occurring there right or, now or you know the neighboring countries who have helped with receiving those in 
Ukraine, right, right, right. From uh, Ukraine to, you know, uh, absolutely the Ukraine terrifying situation. Or, We've received a few emails even from some of you close to the region and you've expressed how we've helped keep you less stressed in that situation which one is an honor for us to do and two just please stay safe please and so safe uh our thoughts are with you through this and an unbelievable time that i can't really begin to comprehend at all so the world's crazy so while the world's crazy why don't we dip into a book that's a it's pretty fucked too. Less but crazy? We can pretend it's is Storm of Swords less crazy than what's occurring in the world right now? It fucking might be. Like, I mean, there's a lot. Like we got Red Wedding, which is what four or five chapters away. People, are you are you ready for that? Because I'm not ready for that. I mean, we have the Purple Wedding. D- we have your favorite chapter, the the Mountain and the Viper. He's gonna bring it up. He's gonna bring it up. Yeah, but uh, counterpoint. Peter Trump, Baelish kills Lysa. Trump's Aaron. about to be back on Twitter. Oh my god. So like. You know, red wedding, purple wedding. Anyway, right. We're reading a storm of swords, motherfuckers. Yeah, so... And, of course, we take our break unintentionally. Right right, shit's hitting the Right before the dive. Last episode, we were reading Jamie 6, and Jamie was seeing himself leaving Harrenhal. He was, yeah. And he was thinking back on his past, the last time he recalls making the exact same journey and the tourney where he was knighted. He also heard, like, Roose Bolton leaving, bumping, riding dirty, because he's just fucking pimping right now. Yeah, he's heading north Bolton's heading to the wedding. And Jamie left, took a little nappy on a weirwood stump, and had a fucking- Right, an acid dream, and decided that he had a maid he needed to save. And indeed he did, riding back to Hall, demanding that they ride back to Hall and strong-arming with a little bit of Tywin grease. Can he, I point out she wouldn't have needed saving had he not tried to escape in the first place? I mean, she sure, sure, sure. Guided both hands. We're not saying Jamie's okay, a hero. Okay, okay, We're okay, reporting okay. the POV. Okay, okay. Don't fucking start with me okay. in the recap. Okay. Go ahead. He rides back to Hall. Noting uh, how similar it was to when he was knighted for the Kingsguard in the very same place, but continued on going to the bear pit where he indeed discovered a maid in a pink gown with a wooden sword thrown in there with a bear, Fargo Hotes bear to be precise, because she bit off his fucking ear. Yeah, she did, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Badass. Which, I mean, unfortunately, is she's going to get chomped on eventually. Uh, that's too, that's later. We that's not waste. too much later. Stop it. So, Jamie don't jump down to the heroic thing for once and jumped down to aid her and did so basically with his status, knowing that the They're guardsmen gonna, weren't right. going to let anything happen to Jamie fucking Lannister, so they killed a bear, and then Vargo Hoke gets threatened with the same, and soon enough, Jamie and Bran were riding out uh, again, and she asks him why, and Jamie just said, I dreamt of you. I had a dream. I dreamed of Breenie. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that was Jamie. But we're not reading Jamie. No. This chapter, we're this episode. Reading the funeral march chapter. That's the dark side. Close enough. She's heading to joining the dark side. Like Catelyn 5. So last we joined Catelyn and Catelyn 4. Hoster Tuller. Tully took his. Hoster Tuller. Hosty Tuller. Hosty Tuller. Hosty Tuller. Hosty Tuller took his long boat ride down the river and. And Edmure struggled to light the flame. Blackfish helped him. Catelyn was comforted a bit by Blackfish, a bit by Rob. And eventually they discuss 
marriage. Edmure's yeah, because some friends had come down and joined them for the funeral. Right. And laid out that they, they're, Walder's pretty pissed that Rob had the audacity to go and marry some hot chick from the West right. and not the one he was supposed to. I mean, and Walder's not the only one who's pretty pissed about it. I'm pretty pissed about you, it. You should be pretty pissed about it. I'm a little it, pissed dude. about it. Um, Zach was really hoping that Rob would. Give him a chance instead, and dude, it's not happening. He's not so far out of my league. I don't even have a prayer. Exactly, but Walder sent down requests that if they wish to get the forgiveness of Walder Frey, then Edmure Tully, the new Lord of the Reach, needs to marry his little lovely daughter. Is it Jocelyn? Rosalind. Rosalind. (laughs) Mayhaps. So, indeed, we start this. Funeral March chapter, the Catlin Five of A Storm of Swords, uh, and ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what the fuck did you lose? Oh, uh, get your life together! I, I, I gotta find my phone real quick because I gotta pull oh, up my, my list. Word. Nathan, he's not even prepared Nathan. for this. He gives me shit. So this is. We have three cat chapters left. <laughs> we're almost at the red wedding, including this one, because we're fucking brilliant and decide to you know start where we can get the most sad. And so right. This is the first of well, three. That's what it was. We had to mentally and emotionally prepare ourselves. For the train wreck that is the end of this book. Jeez. All right. It's fucking wild. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Woo. So we start with Rob had bid farewell to his young queen thrice. One in the godsmen. God, God's, the godsmen. In the goddamn. Oh, man. We're I starting. Mean, I know Rob's a godsman, but yeah, yes. what is she, what's she bringing fucking to the table? chiseled like a maiden's fantasy. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. One. In the God's Wood, in sight of gods and men. Two, under the portcullis as they were riding out. And three, an hour beyond the tumblestones as she galloped up on a horse, pleading to come along. Uh, Is what every guy in that entire army. Yeah, Rob was was like like, gentle with her and was like, oh, babe, but but he's pissed. Like, Kat can see he's pissed because he doesn't want to be standing here in the rain consoling her. While the whole army is standing there waiting. This is like. This is a song, dude. This is the thrice kissed queen. Like, this is. The things that people are going to talk about of the devotion of the. How like, would that song go? She, like it's literally, <laughs> you know, one she rode to the gods wood, no, two I to guess. the castle gate, and three to the tumble stones to see her king to his fate. There, bitch, suck it. I'm putting that over auto tune. It's going to be magical. <laughs> Yo, number one on fucking trending YouTube shit. Here we go. So, <laughs> right, he's annoyed by this and. Eventually, he gets a guard to ride back with her to River Run, and as soon as they set off again, Grey Wind just fucking is stalking See around you. the entire time and takes off like an arrow. Which, mm, why? Why is he? Why is Grey Wind suddenly so eager to charge forward? Like that? There's something there that I can't quite touch, but it's weirding me out. Is he anxious to get away from? The Westerlings that are being left at River Run with well, part Jane, of the, her mother. He, but he hasn't been able to. He, hasn't he been chained up and right? Locked he up hasn't the whole been time? near Rob. Right? And so it's partially the the freedom to go out freedom, and fucking hunt freedom. and be a wolf again. Yeah. Um, I think I definitely think that he's going to connect with Rob in that the way that they are connected and have been. Okay. Because Greywind, uh, Greywind's mood is super important in this chapter, and so right here in the start, which is kind of what I was reading as it as as well, is that he's been cooped up, so he's ready to more wolf than Rob Warg right, right now, right, and right. he wants to just go hunt and run. So, so Lame Lothar mentions that uh, 
Jane is acting very much as he expects his sisters to be. Uh, sisters? Did I say sisters? I put sisters. Uh, what? But his fucking betrayers? That Lady Rosalind is probably dancing around in joy at the thought of marrying Edmure Tully. Very interesting that he mentions Jane and Rosalind in the same breath as these are the only two who currently are not in on this whole fucking scheme. Because as we'll notice, uh, one... Jane Westerling is not in on it. I uh, like she. She loves Rob. She loves and Rob. She admits in uh, in feast. Can you feed? One of the crazy the spicers girl. admits to Jamie in feast that Jane isn't in on it. She cries. She's, she's, she's upset. upset. And then during the red wedding, we can see that Rosalind is very clearly upset and shaken over something, but it's not clear what. And it's because she knows what's about to happen, but she probably isn't fucking down for it. And so it's. Two more pawns sort of thing uttered in the same breath. And Edmure says that he feels right, like he did right before the horn sounded at the stone mill. And Lame Lothar laughs heartily and says, well, let's hope your marriage ends as well. And Kat's like, yeah, fucking God help us if it doesn't. So I I made a note there that he hopes that it ends out, turns out as happily as that battle did. Yeah. And we know that that battle... Technically, didn't end happy for Edmure. Went sour for Edmure yeah. without him necessarily understanding. Yeah. And so if it does turn out that way, then it ends up turning out exactly as the Red Wedding And it technically does. went sour because of Rob and his inability to communicate right, orders though, correctly right. and properly. So yeah, Kat rides ahead of this and she's like, yeah, those two can have their fucking company together. But it had actually been her idea that Jane remained behind as Walter Frey may see it as a slight... But so he would, too, if Jane was there seeing her hot young bod, basically. And Rob has way too much Ned in him to let Walder Frey sit there and talk shit to Jane's face. And Rob's like, all right, you got a point there. You got a point. But still. He blames her as if it's Kat's fault for using logic to prevent, I don't know, because it didn't prevent anything besides, I mean, I guess she lives. That's the. I mean, it's the hard truth that Rob doesn't want. Right. Right. And so there's only one Westerling still by Rob's side, and that's Sir Reynold, the royal banner banner bearer. Royal banner bearer. Banner Banner bearer. Banner bearer. bearer. Rolf Spicer is currently delivering Martin Lannister to the Golden Tooth, and Kat thinks that that move was definitely done. As Martin's safety is no longer a concern, Galbert Glover gets his brother back. No, gets to know his brother's put on boat to be sent back, and Rolf Spicer is given honorable duty that takes him away from Rob, so Grey Wind can be back where he fucking belongs. Right. Which left Lady Westerling, Jane, and her little sister and Rob's squire all to be all to be be left back in River Run. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Frey had previously squired for Rob and as we know we saw him in Jamie's last chapter when they feasted with Roose Bolton in the scariest fucking part and Oliver was forced to stand next to that zombie freak and serve basically. And so yeah Oliver was Rob's squire previously, and so parading his replacement would be wise and unkind because Kat is quite certain that Oliver will be at the wedding. Sure. Kat prays, though, that really insults are all they're going to need to contend with. Contend with at this wedding. And Blackfish is remaining in River Run to protect the Westerlings, which he does a damn fine job of. Rob even granted him a new title, Warden yes. of the Southern Marshes, which. 
one of Rob's smarter ideas. Rob should have been doing this more. He should have been giving a fucking title to Daisy Mormont as like of the royal fucking wolf guard right. or something. Some like shit. he should have been giving these men the more Islands causes and titles. And shit, Euron's fucking honorifics. Going out. Yes, call right. Some- you fucking start naming motherfuckers and dropping shit and being like, yo, I'm king and you my motherfucking royal dick buffer like hey who's who's i mean that's what i was hoping for i i I just need rob stark okay so yeah rob's march line stretches back several miles and cat rides in the main column she kind of breaks it down which the only thing really i thought of note is that it's wyman manderley lord too fat to sit a horse who's bringing up the rear guard Mm -hmm. which all right let's let's pop it out of the cupboard like right now and just look at it the GNC comes up. With Grand Northern Conspiracy. Right. Uh, we did a lot of looking. I can't. I'm not sure who the original. Because there's links to previous there's, links right. to previous links. It's to links previous on links, links and links. Like uh, you, you need links. I got links, but like I can't find the actual author for the GNC. So anyone who knows, please credit us. But it says it could be Aaron. It, it could be right. Eased. It could be fucking. Uh, yeah, but the GNC is basically that the North remembers and what's occurred to the Starks has not ever been forgotten and is attempting to be avenged in the upcoming Winds of Winter and... With the reinstatement of a Stark. Right, as a Stark as the Liege of Winterfell, Warden of the North, and it all sort of is ruminating on the Boltons, the Manderleys, and Stannis' army, and it's, it's a mess. However... Wyman here is bringing up the rear, and that's sort of where he's at in the GNC as well. He's the one dealing with Davos he's in the most, dance yeah, he's and sending Davos to Skagos to get Rick on. Which, like, Wyman, I think, is also one of the ones involved in the GNC whose motives are most questionable as to whether or not they are to preserve the North or to have a key figurehead I that he can that kind of... Th- that he has a Scientology pyramid out on Skagos, and so they're living large out there, and they're just preparing to take over the entire of Westeros. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. The Iron Bank is going to go broke. Dude. Right, right. So. <laughs> Fuck a duck. That changes everything. No, but Wyman bringing up the rear here, I think, is just sort of that similar to the man himself, the man of the hour, the late Lord Frey. Like, Wyman's a, a smart cookie who's willing to kind of bring up the rear. It really see. makes me think of Doran Martell, too, with the slow and methodical. See, but Doran to is, a... is to the point where his shit... Well, I get it. He can barely sit a horse. Like, you don't gotta bring that. No, I'm not talking about his gouty legs. I'm talking about the fact that his plans, he sits on them too long and they spoil. Sure, and right, like, right. They, they yeah, like... Manderly, even though he's too fat to sit a horse, he's still a man of action. Right, he's smart and, and he knows that impl- getting things done. The Stark name is the most powerful bargaining chip that anyone could have in the North right now and he's making moves on it at least in dance and so I just I like his positioning here in the march and thought that was a fun call out but she thinks that ahead waits Edmure's bride and Rob's next battle which (laughs) not really a battle but and for her a castle full of ghosts an empty bed and two dead sons Nah. You only have the one dead son to look forward to here in a few chapters. You're almost there. The other two you just think are mi- they're missing for. I really like that dead. Winterfell is referred to as a castle full of ghosts, considering that in two books we're going to get the Ghost of Winterfell chapter. 
then we've seen the had the ghosts with John chapters and uh, Bran chapters with the ghosts in the crypt and walking them around the, the damn place. Well, like Theon also gets mentioned a couple well, times in this, is. and he is that's his POV Rumor. chapter. He's so, but she wonders where Brienne is, and Brienne, please, please bring my girls back to me safely, Brienne. She just got drug out of a bear pit, yo. Yeah, Brienne's Brienne's chugging along she's handling shit the rain gets heavier as they continue on which makes everyone around them quiet just because talking is more effort than it's worth and lady mage mormont ain't bothered by no fucking rain though she's like yo we're stronger than we seem bitch yeah mage and daisy really bring this like it's it's this light like this air of positivity they're just like yo fuck we're good like don't don't even worry about nothing they don't know what we know like we get why you freed him we yeah get it's it. pretty it makes sense. you're cool don't worry it's a pretty intense thing of george to introduce brianne to cat in in these lady warriors but Brienne's super uncomfortable in her own skin. Well, that's what's so... Where you've got these two, and it's they're definitely, like, questioning... And Kat doesn't bash her, the way, these two, the way that she does Brienne, Brienne with the right. way that she's dressed and the way yeah, she's wearing the armor. Yeah, because she's like, oh, these ones are and, clearly more comfortable in it. But it's because they're in leathers, and they're, they're wearing armors that I guess are more suited for their female frames because it's more accepted, but Brienne wears these armored, you know, suits of armor, and... Cat think oh well she should be wearing something more womanly because she was mentioning that a lot during their chapters together and yeah. so I, just... I think it's interesting because to me it's the disparity in Catelyn herself. Mage and Daisy are of the north, they're Bear Island. Brienne is of the south, so Brienne is more of that knightly armor sure. and virtue, and and Catelyn's like ew no. But these weird. are more hard. But these two are hard, wildling ass right. like chicks, and it's Northerners. that like yeah you badass bitches. You they're just it. women of the north, right? So and it, it's because it, once again, if Brienne was born in the north, she would have been more accepted. Than, it, but it's than, also because like Brienne also represents that like you know virtue and knightly you know you keep your oaths your vows and these two are forgiving her because it's more you protect your family you look after yours and so they're forgiving her basically for the Jamie Lannister thing where Brienne may you know we know how Brienne feels about Jamie but like it's a it's a different sort of dynamic dynamic Brienne's the south representation of this female f- form and Brienne's clearly uncomfortable in it because or she's had a terrible life and existence right, in it, sexualized to the extreme. Whereas Mage and Daisy, eh, like maybe they catch some shit, but it's kind of expected where they come from. And we learn that as we come up because Kat had grown fond of Mage and her daughter. They were, right, as you said, super understanding and Jamie Lannister. And while the mail and armor seemed odd to Kat's eyes, they were more comfortable as women and warriors than the girl from Tarth had ever been. And it's just, man, Kat, you're kind of being a bitch. Granted, I suppose there is also just that that comfort level that they are of Bear Island where it's women are it's it's okay and not frowned upon to see these hardened warrior well that's it and it's but down south no you're a woman the end but Kat's reaction is a reaction that Brienne has had every single fucking time like so it's you're perpetuating the problem like in this like oh she's super uncomfortable and awkward and got like she's a fucking knight shut up so anyway Daisy has fought beside Rob in every battle that he's a fought every single one every fucking battle right no honors for her no titles no nothing cool 
the fuck? Right. Fang of the Wolf. Sick ass Lady title. Knight, like right. something badass. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And she says that he hasn't lost one yet. And Kat thinks no, but he has lost everything else. And then she's like, shit, don't no, stop. I gotta be stronger. I gotta be stronger. These men literally only have Rob to believe in. They're so far from home. If I despair, my grief will consume me. Everything would turn on this marriage, she thinks. Grief would consume her. I mean, that's just an interesting way to phrase that. Everything would turn on this marriage. And is that not what Lady Stark, Lady Stoneheart is? Is Catelyn Stark consumed by grief and resurrected from the dead? But she takes that grief and runs with that. Right. That's what she, her motivation is initially. Yeah, she's vengeful grief and, personified. Right. Yeah. Even appeased, Cat isn't sure what the phrase could really do to help when they're caught between Lannister and Greyjoy, but thinks it best not to dwell on that question, though she knows Rob is dwelling on little else of late as she's seen him just up late studying his maps every night, searching for some plan to win back the North. Edmure, however, has some other concerns. She's just always giving Edmure shit, man. Dude, yeah, this one, like, one, she's describing how miserable this march is. Like, let Edmure just chill with the boys and, like, just chat. Like, because he's, you know, hoping that, like, his pride doesn't resemble Walder Frey. And Mark Piper is like, yeah, you know, he's been with quite a few other women. One of them were bound to be, like, decent, but... Why would he give you one? And Edmure's like, yeah, no, there's no fucking reason for him to. It's funny that you said that because I put uh, that Edmure began to avoid Cat after after she yells at him here for discussing the beauty of his future bride. I put that uh, Edmure began to avoid Cat after that, instead chilling with his bros. And so it's just that. He was like... He was forced to go marry this this woman right. because Rob fucked up. Right. If Rob hadn't fucked up and got the, I'm the king, so I get to marry the attractive one mm-hmm. before I have to see a, a fray. Oops. Now you have to marry the fray. Uh-huh. Right. And don't, don't sit there and act like you don't fucking know, Cat. that Walter Frey isn't the grossest right. fucking most vile man right up there with some of the other fucking Ramsey Bolton looking motherfuckers. Like, yeah, Edmure, I think, has a right to mope here a little bit before getting there. And like, this is... Cat does is, regret it, though. Yeah, she can't deal with the shit they're saying and says that Cersei Lannister is comely and he'd be wiser to hope that Rosalind is strong and healthy with a good head and a loyal heart. <laughs> and Edmure avoids her after that and she thinks that All right, dude, sorry. grief sharpens her every word and she thinks that there's enough rain falling without her adding to it. Beautiful Which imagery. I really like that Martin using that line right there for her. Because when I think of just rain falling, I always go towards those Arya chapters, which will be coming up again soon anyway, because she's also in this the storm. The rain will wash them clean again. But, right. And when she was back when she was leaving Harrenhal, there was, you know, the rain washing them clean again. Mm-hmm. And then there was, they, she just encountered that a lot. And so to see it now in her mother as well with this. I mean, and she's 
really going to get washed clean here soon. In the, <laughs> in the uh, river? Right, yeah. <laughs> so she thinks, you know, besides, is it really that bad to, like, want a decent-looking partner? She recalls her own childish disappointment the first time she saw Ned Stark, right. who was certainly no Brandon. See, he, to me, he's the, the caveman version of Brandon. He's the stone square, yeah, square like, jaw, more I think, unibrow. I for sure think that Ned Bean was way too handsome to portray Ned Stark. Sure, just in, sure. like, I think Ned is a little more... Rough to look at. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't think ugly. I don't want to use the word toad like, but I just feel like he's more squat. Yeah, I, I feel like for sure, like Brandon's the one that you're like, all right. Yeah, what's up, Brando? Yeah, but, hey, hey. But at art, it's like, oh, honey. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she thinks that they made a king together because she thinks uh, even their first night together had been more duty than passion but eventually they seemed to find each other and they made a king together that first night and then eventually she was able to find his sweetheart under his solemn face and oh and found love so the route was taking them through the whispering wood the same path that jamie's men would have taken uh way back when which uh Actually, you know, with very similar results. Seems like coming this way through the Whispering Wood just does not fucking bode well for armies. Don't do it. Don't yeah, no come kidding. this way. So this is where they had their first real victory because they caught Jamie at the Whispering Wood. Yep. And Kat starts reminiscing about that, how the last time she traveled through these woods, Ned, Bran, Rickon were all alive. No. Theon fought by his Rob's side. How much different... Everything has become. Yeah, she thinks specifically Theon was boasting of how he almost crossed blades with the Kingslayer. And she thinks, would that he had. If Theon had died instead of Karstark's son, how much ill could have been undone? Which, not that much, Catelyn, honestly. Um, Balon would still have risen up in revolt. Like... That it, but Winterfell wouldn't have been targeted. Deep yes, it was. Not sure, but yeah, Winterfell. They were. Have. They were specific. It would have been sacked. But that was the idea of the Deepwood Ma is the chokehold that cuts it off enough. Anyway, I, I just don't cutting think that Winterfell off, would have been. I yeah, don't Deepwood Ma. It wouldn't sure. have affected things as much as Catelyn's thinking at all. Like it, in the Theon is not like we're being shown that Theon is fucking nothing. Like, but Theon's who affected her specifically with the brand. Theon was something. I just. Bump the table. I hope you all heard that. Making this point, Theon was something here. He's nothing now, and like, well, yeah, and he becomes. And so, if he died that. in like the with the Kingslayer, it would have been like to Rob. It would have been sad. Like that's probably it. Like I, granted, if you in, if we're veering that far off course, anyway. Ramsey probably would have killed Bran and Rickon anyway. Right. Like, Should that Theon that not was, have been there. yeah, Theon was happenstance. Like, you made it fucking easy. Ramsey was going to be heading there to fucking yeah. sneak into Winterfell. Very anyway. little would have changed. Yeah, not, not, everything wouldn't be the same, but like, very little would change in the grand scheme of things. And so this is purely like just looking for people to blame. And then she begins to see the signs of the carnage that had been the bones and the helms and the lances and. It makes her wonder where Ned came to rest. His bones were being taken north by the Silent Sisters, escorted by Hollis Mullen, and an honor guard. And she wonders if Ned had reached Winterfell to be buried in the crypts, or if the gates had slammed shut at Moat Caitlin. This is... We've actually received this question in uh, an email from a listener in the break time that we've had. 
as to where Ned's bones reside. And this is a, a debated question. Right. There's there's rumors, there's theories, there's, there's right. even talk from, you know, Barbara Dustin. Barbara Dustin wants them bones. Uh, so it's, it's a contested topic at the moment. Uh-huh. And I... <clears throat> I'd like to think that someone, Helen Reed, maybe. Yeah, I think care should, I think that I think Hollis Mullen picked up, was picked up by the Cranick men. By the Cranick men, and, and so. With Helen. Um, do you feel as though Helen is the the ghost in Winterfell? No, no. Do you think that Helen has already returned the remains to Winterfell? No. Or do you think he's holding? He's them waiting until place? it's safe. That's until there's I, a Stark in Winterfell, right? Because, uh, and also like, you know. Holland's a pretty good person to potentially to help get a statue carved for Ned in the likeness since the, everyone in Winter, and since point. everyone in Winterfell was killed and the stonemason who would do it can't anymore right. because he's, he's dead. dead. He did, yeah. And so yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like Howland Reed shows up and like he's got Ned in a chair like skeletoned up and like a statue of him already and he's like, "Yeah, I just been working. I just been, I've been working putting on this in statue, fucking dude. work. Sit down. I'm going to tell you a couple fucking stories, kids." Here we go. Daddy Dearest. Strabbing. Old bony Ned here. But yeah, no, uh, that's my kind of theory is that they're somewhere in the neck with Howland Reed or like Hollis Mullen is put up somewhere, but waiting for the North to be safe again sure, before sure. taking Ned. Because like they're just going to get fucked and desecrated like if they go up there like without a Stark in Winterfell. So, sure that fuck that noise. Yeah. So... It's sad, though. Poor Ned. It makes Kat wonder if she will ever see River Run again. She feels lonely, man. Well, you're not helping it. you ever going to see River Run again, no. Mm. So that's a no. No. Answered. Nope. nope. Asked and answered. Five days later, the scouts report that the rising waters have washed out the bridge at Fair Market, and Galbert Glover and another had tried to swim their mounts across. Oh, no. This was no bueno, Good and thing. it is also foreshadowing for the next Aria chapter, where she tries to do the exact same thing and succeeds, but it's scary. You done talking like that? Yep. And we also wouldn't have Galbert Glover getting up into the the, the, the bog man. Go and meet the Cranic man. Go if, meet, uh, yeah. If you passed taking, here, if he died Robbie's, in the water. Robbie so Robbie's artist. Good job. You live. Catelyn's Ooh. like, I think there was a bridge near Old Stones, but Galbert's ah. like, nah, my lady, that one's gone too. Ah. And so close. So, so close. There will be no other way than through seven streams and Hagsmire, Cat declares. We will go through the mines of Moria. (laughs) And Edmure declares it bogs and bad roads. The slowing will be go, but the, the slowing will be go. The going will be slow. The slowing will be so go, dude. Yo, shit. Maybe we need to take, like, another six-month break. <laughs> but Walder will wait. Oh, no. And Rob is like, yeah, I mean, he's already pissed, so I fuck it. He hopes that Roose Bolton will arrive in time to help placate. You mean plant? I mean placate the wedding. Dude, this, the Roose has a fat fucking blunt. And he is they're cranking, he's in cranking, riding dirty on his horse. And he's gonna gonna get trying to catch me riding dirty. You're trying to catch me riding dirty. Like, Bolton doesn't give a yeah, fuck. Fuck you, Rob. Stop worrying about Bolton. Christ on a cross. It just, oh, uh, it kills me. Cat asks, what comes next? After you join your army to Roos's and the, and the phrase, what, what? And he says, north. 
And Rob is, she's like, how do you mean to get there? And he's like, there's more than one way to get into the north. Just like there's more than one way to get into a girl's pants. And then he like shades it and walks out finger gunning. Eight days later, they make it to Old Stone. Catelyn, like, to excuse his teenage behavior, is like, yeah, yeah, a wise king keeps his own counsel. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fucking Yes, eight days later, they reach Old Stones. And Cat finds Rob at the Spulcher. Sepulcher? Sepulcher. 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 Sure, yeah, okay. Of it's a statue of a grave. It's a grave. It's a, it's a right. It, it, yeah, I, I I know what it is. Not you. I I was, we have str- listeners that I might struggle not, no. with the word. Enough out I'm of insecure. You. Of King Christopher the Fourth of House Mud. King of the rivers and hills. With only Grey Wind standing beside Rob. Who oh boy, this scene. So he asks her the name of this castle, and she tells him that this is Old Stones. And he recalls the song, Jenny of Old Stones. And Kat says, we're all just songs in the end, if we're lucky. And he asks her to tell him of this king. Of Christopher, yeah. Huh. Interesting here. Because, you know, King Christopher won 99 battles. But it was in his, you know, 101st. But the bitch lost one. Right. The bitch lost one. And Rob, the bitch lost one, Rob. He, She just, in my book, I believe, anyway, it was a page before. Rob, Daisy Mormont, Mage Mormont, he has never yet lost a battle. But he lost the one. Lost and he died. He lost, like, the most important one. Keeping his fucking honor. Rob, uh, and I don't, like, what the fuck is this? Rob goes, yeah, his heir failed him. Yeah, well, because his heir, Christopher V of House Mud, died, and with him, so did the house name of Mud. Yeah, uh, nice segue, Rob. Like... Uh, any That's not the worst of it. A- any king who can't bring up the topic he wants to fucking talk about is no true king. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'd hope to leave Jane with child. We've, like, I fucked her a lot, but like, eh. Like, you guys have a much better set to sex education in that time than we do here in America. So stop dancing around the fact that you were trying to get your wife pregnant and make sure you had an heir. Right, well, I didn't like when Cat right walked up, he's like, mother, I'm concerned about this heir situation. I'm a king, I must have an heir not like hey tell me about this king and I'm gonna his somehow failed him. pigeonhole it in of like yeah this guy didn't fuck that was his problem I don't wish to fail father stuck his dick in the mud it's <laughs> <laughs> not why their house mud dude so Rob says that him and Jane have tried enough but it doesn't seem to have taken yeah it's not gonna rob by design it's not gonna unfortunately and he says he must have an heir. By law, Winterfell will fall to Sansa should Rob die, and she's married to the imp. And that ain't happening. And I ain't having a cat's minister. like, right, no, that can't happen. I agree. And Rob's like, uh, cat's like, you should name an heir until Jane is with child. And says that your father had no siblings left, but his father had a <laughs> sister who married a Royce, and they had three daughters, all wed Vale lordlings, a Wainwood, a Corbray, for certain. The youngest might have been a Templeton. Templeton. Stop! Speech! Speech! Wainwood! Wainwood! So... We see here... 
the stark connection to the veil. Right, folks? Stark connection to the veil. Yes. Stark connection yes. to the veil. Mark it. Waynewood, Corbray, Templeton. They are going to be back in Sansa when she kicks in the door to the fucking north. Door kicking. And is like, hey. Some Harry the Air shit going here. These are some friends that are being I mean, honestly, like, kind of fuck Harry the Air, but yes. They're, like, they're, in that air, they're in the area during the time. Rob's father had a sister. So Ned's uncle, or Ned's aunt, who married a Royce. Like, so he had an uncle by law, now, Royce. Uh, what's Miranda's? Wasn't there Miranda, Miranda Royce? Royce. Right. Yeah, dog. And She's so. like BMF Sansa. She's a bad bitch. Right. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. Point that out there. So cousins. This will all be very important with Harry the Air with Sansa in uh, dance and going into winds get, because get, she get, is get, going to rally the knights of the fucking Vale to take back the North, and it's going to be amazing. So, my father had four sons. That's yes, Rob. He, yes, Rob's he did. Man, yeah, he was fucking potent, mother. Yeah, but he was a he's a bastard. That one. And do you remember the Blackfire rebellions? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Cat's like. There's a point where he says, you know, my father had four sons, and Cat hadn't forgotten. She didn't want to look at it, and that's a uh, that's that's an interesting bit. She knew where this conversation was going from the get, like. And she says a snow is not a Stark. And Rob says, John is more Stark than some Vale lordling who's never seen Winterfell. Which, oh boy, that that could be an issue as well in the Winds of Winter with John potentially coming down ruling is. as when Sansa kind of He needs to come back from the dead first. Kicks in the door. But anyway. John's a man of the Night's Watch. They serve for life. And Rob is like, yeah, we can fucking wiggle around that. I'm a king. There's, Come on. There's precedence on that, on a, a, on a bastard being legitimized right. by and royal decree. that's she loses about the Blackfire. And she's like, legitimate precedent? <laughs> the fuck? Aegon the Fourth and the Blackfire? And my lovely back. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah. And all because he legitimized his bastard sons on his deathbed. And she says, you you trust John, but can you trust his sons? Or their? Or theirs? Yes. John would never hurt my sons. Yeah. Just like Theon wouldn't. Ooh. Grey Wind leaps up on King Christopher's crypt, teeth bared. And Rob says that that is as cruel as it is unfair. John is no Theon. I love the Grey Wind growl. Like, don't be talking about my boy. Don't be talking about my boy, Mom. Don't be talking about you know. And Catelyn's like, um, what about fucking Arya's rights? Like, uh, all right, Catelyn, straws. We're grasping them yeah, now. Yeah, she and he's straight. And he's like, mother, Arya dead. You dead, bitch. Like, but we kidding. We know Arya's it. Dead. You know it. I know it. Grey Wind knows it. Fucking Jon Snow knows it. We all know it. And he's like, John's the only brother left to me, and I want him to succeed me as king of the north if I should die. And I had hoped you would support me. And she says, in all else, Rob, but not in this, this folly. Do not ask it of me, Do she not says. ask it. And he goes, wasn't gonna. I was just telling you, I'm a king. Bye. Right, and he sunglasses, finger Again. guns off with Grey Wind. Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. Like, <sighs> now Rob and Edmure are mad at me. 
But all I've done is speak the truth, Cat thinks. Are all men so fragile they cannot bear to hear it? Yes. I mean, yes, Catelyn. Yes. Right. Yes. The following days, Rob is everywhere except near Cat. His- I like that my note just says Mage and Cat. Talk about the weather and the women from Bear Mount, uh, Bear Island being badasses. Yeah, Rob is dipping around everywhere. His men proudly clip proclaim that the young wolf is first to rise each dawn and last to sleep at night. But Catelyn fears he isn't sleeping at all. He grows as lean and hungry as his dire wolf. Uh, Rob B. Worgen. Yeah, if he's not eating, he's Robbie, more time. He's not his, sleeping. Right. He, Robbie Worgen, yo. Like, he's having green dreams. Green and dreams. Uh, this wouldn't, like, is it? I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, Mage asks, Kat, like, she, she's like, yo, Cat, you good one morning? And Cat's like, uh, she goes through her, you know, fucking grief list of, like, my husband dead, my kid dead, my daughter missing. <laughs> but she just decides to call the rain evil, that it's dampening their spirits when they need to be flying high and proud. Yeah, and I'm being pretty sour towards Cat. Like, she's obviously... No, right, she's earned this traumatized despair, woman right. who's going north to deal with fucking but she's, she Frey. She even says that she's lashing out. She's, you know, and it's it's... Something everybody does, or right. you know, hopes not to do, but she's lashing out, and it it's m- making kind of things worse. There's some yeah. stupid decision, and, and it's so they like, bring up uh, Liness, Lady Lynette, Lady Jorah's wife. The- yeah, because she asks if all Bear Island women are such warriors as her and her daughter. And Mage answers. She says, "She bears. I, we've needed to be because the Iron Men or Wildlings or someone would be coming off to carry the women away while the men were out fishing, and so the wives left behind." had to defend themselves and their children so we took up fucking axes and started fucking shit up and yeah they point out the relief the carving at their gate a woman with a babe in one arm suckling and a battle axe in the other and then yeah Liness comes up about how she Ugh, fucking awful, hate awful statue who built that because I would like to talk to the manager I need to talk to the manager and we are having this removed because it, it is you can't breastfeed in public excuse me Women don't use axes unless they're cutting up dinner for their husband. Is that leg hair? Oh, my God. No, yeah, they they shit on her. And but Kat does compare herself to Lady Liness in the... the Tully out of water. Yeah, the, you know, Jora. Well, like Jora had brought her to a feast at Winterfell, and Cat had met her, and remembers how fair and how unhappy, and confessed one night to Cat that the North was no place for a high tower of Old Town, and Cat was like, "Yeah, I once thought the same of a Tully of River Run, but like, there's much to love in the North." All lost now. Like I just picture this high tower Liness jerk off of a bitch lady looking at Kat being like, No, yeah, I, I felt the same way and she's looking at Atali as like, You're from the mar- mudlands. Like it's gross yeah. marshes. Ugh, I don't know if Liness was you. a bitch necessarily. I mean, who knows? She was kinda I mean, she's a woman in this society, so she was probably fucking yoked out of her home. Right. Well, yeah. Married to gross-ass Jorah, Jorah and then dragged to cold-ass Bear Island. Like, I kind of don't blame her for being a miserable bitch. I probably would be like, yo, that's a fucking stupid statue. <laughs> like, even if I didn't care. Like, I don't know, like, care. But look at that fucking stupid thing. Your gate's ugly, bitch. <laughs> Fuck this place. Bear Island sucks. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm married to this fucking gross pig right. and dragged away from Old Town or... The high tower, you know, it's uh, yeah, a 
Mess might might get a bad rap, but the days pass, the rain still falls, and pass they go past the seven streams and through Hagsmire, and the going is slow. And Rob calls an early stop one day when Lord Jason Malister rides up. Sir Reynold came to get Cat and escort her to his to Rob's tent. And Rob is seated with a map when she enters, with Grey Wind sleeping at his feet. The great John Galbert Glover, Mage Mormont, Edmure, and a man who she doesn't recognize are here in. She notes him as no lord or warrior, this one. The man is the captain of the Miraham. Miraham! Out of Old Town. And he is there to inform them of some big news, my lord. Just my to grace, remind everyone, grace. the Miraham is the ship that transported Theon to Pike uh, when he was arriving. And he fucked the, this man's daughter repeatedly in his cabin. So... Just fun fact. Fuck you, Greyjoys. Uh-huh. Fuck you, Theon. Fuck you, Greyjoys. But he did technically assist in that without knowing that he was going to go and fuck him. The captain is nervous and says that he was kept at Lordsport for half a year. Now, this is where we get the fun shit, because this is Feast. Here this we go. Is, this so is yes, all of Feast. He's telling them that Balon Greyjoy is dead and that he fell from a bridge. Right. We, we saw in... Let's see. Did we see the... We so heard I, it on the Ghost of High Heart, right? With Chloe, right. that's what I was. That's where I was, gonna, Cannon, yeah. where I was going for. Yeah, she, uh, the Ghost of High Heart, gave the Three, prophecy right. about Balon dying and falling from the bridge, and so yeah, now the word is out the, because Balon locked down the island, and we we did hear about that that he was consolidating his power for the invasion, like for his rebellion, he was getting ready for shit, and Euron <laughs> shows up, and you know, and so now. The captain of the Miraham is just now able to get the fuck out, and word is spreading again. He walks up on shore. Skips a beat, and she's like, oh shit, Balon, ding dong, Balon, great choice, dead. And yeah, the way he heard it in Lordsport, the wind and the rain and the thunder got hold of one of those little bridges in between the aisles and smashed it all to bits. He washed up one, two days? What'd you say? A few days? Did I say he washed up on the shore, is all I said, and and crabs had eaten his eyes. Right. Uh... Very funny, because Lady Cat, you'll be washing up on the shore a couple days later yourself, broken and bloated. Right. Euron Crow's Eye has also returned. Here it is, man. The brother's back, the captain says, and Glover's like, Victarion? Euron, the Crow's Eye. Riding silence. As black a pirate as ever raised a sail. He was gone for years, but Balon dies and boop, Euron. Come sliding in. He'd been to a shy and back, I've heard. He's home now, though, and marched right into peak. Pu- to peak. Marched right into peak? Marched right into pike and sat his arse in the sea so- stone chair and drowned Lord Botley in a cask of seawater when he objected. That's when I ran to my ship and got the fuck Oh, because my dad had taught me good. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll be going through that in Feast. We, uh, this is uh, very much so. Right now, Asha is right. in that shit storm. Some kings and queens moot right. stuff going on here. And uh, yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah, so Rob thanks close. him and is like, yo, you going to get hooked up, but like wait outside for a minute. And he, like the captain's like, you got it, king. See you. <laughs> and Great John laughs and is like, yeah, this is fucking great. But Rob silences him with a look. And they speak of the Greyjoys, and they're, this is going to create a power vacuum. Right. Like, he says that Theon and Yara uh, have to go back and unseat Euron. As does Vic. And Victarion has to. He commands the Iron Fleet. He's got to go back to press his claim. Therefore, he's going to 
uh, pull back and take a majority of his captains to speak on his behalf. And Galbert mentions uh, Asha, who holds Deepwood Ma and Robert Glover's wife and child at the moment, and she'll need to return and press her claim as well. And so all these moving parts suddenly just kind of thrown up in the air, and Rob immediately turns to Jason Malister, who... Handsome devil, just been noted a lot in cat chapters. Sure. Asks him if he still has a fleet. And Jason Malister's like, ah, uh, half a dozen warships and like two war galleys, not enough to fight the fucking Iron Fleet. The fleet is the wrong word here, please. Don't. And, yeah. and Rob's like, I wouldn't, I know this and I love you. I wouldn't ask it of you. I want you to take two of your long ships and sail them up the neck to Greywater Watch! Heading up to ah, see Howland! He said it! Greywater Watch! And Jason Mouser's unsure. He's like, uh, those are like bogs and super sketchy, silty rivers that can't be charted. And Greywater Watch moves, brah. Like, have you ever seen Lost? It's the fucking island. Yeah, it's How are we real. gonna find it? Because we don't have Oceanic 815. Fly my flags, brah. Just and fly my flags. Rob's like, my banner will do it, dude. And... Howland Reed and the Kranick men will find you. Two ships double the chance that the message is delivered to Howland Reed. Mage Mormont on one, Galbert Glover on the second. The letters that he gives them will contain false orders in case they are captured or taken. The real message is to be delivered to Howland Reed. Yes. And here we go. Here's where we're broaching that. Mo Kalen. Grand Northern Conspiracy. It's key. Victarion will leave a good part of his garrison, but he'll take the leaders with him. Rob means to hit the north and the west. Did I jump ahead on you? No, I was just looking for okay. something else that I haven't found. So you, you're good. Rob means to hit uh, Moat Kalen with the north and the west simultaneously, and then the rear with the Boltons and Freymen. He'll divide them into three different groups. Roos will have the rear, Rob the center, Great John the van, and the attack must be fierce enough so that they don't see them creeping. The Kranig men know ways through the neck known only to them, and that will assist. So Rob tells Mage and Galbert that Howland is to send guides to his men who will then vanish into the neck. And once Edmure is married, if they move fast, they can be in position for this attack by year's end and take it basically by the first day. And we know that these types of paths and trails have been used before by Rob and their army to sneak around right. and get the advantage in battles. Now having the Kranig men draw them, it's a solid plan. If yeah. it weren't for the twins. Yeah, there is a little bit left to chance in it. Right. It makes me wonder how well this would have been executed, but I do think it's a solid plan. Great John loves it. Galbert is a little concerned about the Kranich men, but Rob tells him, my father knew the worth of Howland Reed, motherfucker. And that's that. So he looks to Kat and says that he wants her safe, and therefore she'll be going to Seaguard, where she'll be comfortable. And Kat's like, this is my punishment for opposing him. Like, he, yep. he fucking wanted out John. And then she realizes that they're all looking at him. They all fucking knew but me. Damn it. Ben had. Again. Damn it. Rob's getting good at this. Got him. You would make me a prisoner, she asks. And Jason Malister's like an honored guest, my lady. And Kat turns to Rob and says that she would sooner return to River Run to be by at her father's home. And Rob says that he left his wife at River Run and he wants her elsewhere. Leave all your treasures in one purse. It makes it easier for those who would rob you. 
okay, like, the wisdom is a little fucking hindsighty here, Rob, because, like, you're walking into the worst fucking thing ever. With all of your men. <clears throat> After the wedding, she'll go to Seaguard, and that is his royal command. And so Rob has one last thing he wants done. Balon's death left chaos, and he does not intend to do the same. He has no son, his brothers are dead, and his sister is married to a Lannister. So he commands that they fix their seals to, as witness to his decision on this royal document. A king indeed, Catelyn thinks, defeated. She can only hope the trap for Moat Caitlyn is as good as the one he had laid for her. And so she, while obviously we don't get the context of that letter, it is inferred, it is assumed. We're given no reason to assume Rob changed his mind. That when he talked to his mother earlier, this was what was in this letter, that John is being legitimized in this letter. And if John has died at the end of A Dance with Dragons, is that the book that's out? Yes, sir. Um... Where was I going with that? If he died at the end, then that means he's relieved and finished his duties with the the Night's Watch, and he is now being legitimized should Howland Reed make an appearance and be like, look at this little letter sealed by some of the greatest lords of the North. Bam! You're John Stark, bitch. Honestly, even if he's not excused via the death, I think being legitimized and it occurring before, like, there, there's he didn't no, there was a miscommunication that, like, I think he could, again, wiggle out of it, like, with the blessing of a high septon of, like, I release you from this right, vow right. type of thing. But, yes, the GNC hinges on the end here of this chapter of Rob Stark confirming his heir and who it is. And, again, we're given very little reason to believe that Rob reflected on things and thought, yep, my mother's right, I should name someone else. So, for Especially all intents... how passionately even... Gray Wind was towards that. that Ryan, was, when he was just, defending him, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. And so, yeah, it is very much so, in my mind, 100% confirmed here that they all signed as witnesses that Jon Snow is named as Rob Stark's heir to the King in the North title and crown on the event of his death. And that two copies of these letters were made, one given to Galbert Glover, one given to Mage Mormont, two long ships from Jason Malister sent up into the neck to find the Krannic men. Now... They were given different letters stating different Right, things. the orders and shit, in case they were taken. So, where things stand, we know that Mage has... Mage? Mage Mormon. Mage is being sent. Mage has since reconnected with her family. So she has either made contact, delivered what she needed to, and moved on, or made contact, delivered what she needed to, and was sent on, or... There's also rumors that she may have stashed the letter in some place in the Riverlands, which is partially why Lady Stoneheart right, is, is dicking around. around and she's trying to find that letter so that she will have a written version right. to prove John like that's actually what her goal is is to have John instated as that was Rob's final dying that wish. was what he wished and, and so in her grief she's not happy about John but she's so she wants to fill out Rob's last right. wish and the other I don't believe that Galbert Glover's location is currently known right now is he he's not the one that was in down in old old town 
I don't think the, so. I could, I could be thinking? wrong. Actually, you know. Galbert Glover? Yeah. You got your thing yeah, right that's, there. You could, uh. That's, Galbert let me, let me. Glover. Do a quick. We're taking a look because we're assholes and, you know, takes a minute. But what are you going to do about it? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he's missing right now. Dance. Returning to Deepwood Mott after the king's moot. Asha feels ill at ease in Galbert's home. Yeah. And offer to restore the castle. Yeah, his whereabouts are currently unknown. So, yeah, Yeah. he's, as far as we know, Galbert Glover vanished into the neck. Not to be seen again since. So so we don't know where he's at. He's chilling with Holland Reed. Right, of course. Yeah. So, that'd be that. Are you ready? We have two more Catelyn chapters left. Yeah. And they are the Red Wedding. It is the arrival at the twins, her next chapter. And the setup, the the introduction of the guests and all the different signs that are going to be pointing to doom. Yuck, 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 yuck. So, we get to say it again, but we'll go ahead and convene our small council. All right. And get some inductees going in Good this Good idea. Because now I'm downtrodden. As they pass through the battleground, Catelyn glimpsed signs of the carnage that had been. An overturned helm filling with rain, a splintered lance, the bones of a horse. Stone cairns had been raised over some of the men who had fallen here, but scavengers had already been at them. Amidst the tumbles of rock, she spied brightly colored cloth and bits of shiny metal. Once, she saw a face peering out at her, the shape of the skull beginning to emerge from beneath the melting brown flesh. It made her wonder where Ned had come to rest. The Silent Sisters had taken his bones north, escorted by Hollis Mullen in a small honor guard. Had Ned ever reached Winterfell to be interred beside his brother Brandon in the dark crypts beneath the castle? Or did the door slam shut at Mulk Kalen before Hal and the sisters could pass? Welcome to the small council. I'm sc- I hate this. You should hate this. This one's sad, and it's gonna just get worse. This is the beginning of the darkness. No, there's the, it, it started a, a chapter. It did start ago, a good while ago, but you know, you it's could still... start really along with the the rainfall. It gets heavy. Yeah, the the, the doom and gloom is pretty fucking George prevalent in this one. Up. Yeah, stepping it up. So you who's, got who's your inductee? You know, you're going with me first. It's fucking Admir. Uh I really. I know, I know, but, like, in this chapter especially, like, Cat was on his shit, and I will take back, I think, some of the things I've said about him. Him missing Hoster's arrow, like, performing anxiety is a real fucking thing, and I, I, I can get that. So, like, I think I've been a little harsher on Edmure than he deserves, and I'm admitting that, so I'll induct him into the Brotherhood, because, I mean, he's gonna fucking need it here real soon because Jamie Lannister is going to be threatening to like catapult his baby into fucking over the gates of river running shit so like you know Edmure because Catelyn was a bitch and like I legitimately see very little harm in him talking with his buds about like you know maybe I'll get something good out of this and be able to actually enjoy the marriage instead of it being a slight and Walder Frey being the typical cunt that we all know he is. So, 
Edmir, man. Edmir Tully, Lord of the Riverlands. Plus, he's taking, he's kind of taking it on the chin. Like, he's joking. You know, I feel like I he did tried. before the stone mill. Sure. Like, ha, 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 ha. It's, uh, I hate this. <laughs> so, Edmir. Nice. I I had one and then I lost it right now. He didn't have one. I did certainly lying. most absolutely. Lying, lying. It, uh, Jane Westerling. Jane Westerling. Because as much as I gave her a little bit of shit during the beginning, she just kissed her, her husband, the king, goodbye for the very last time. That's Three the, times. She's never going to see Rob one, Stark alive again. Two, three. And you're dead. You're fucking dead. And so the poor girl's got a lot of shit going on in her future. And I think that she's in a very good spot for for what's going to be happening because the Blackfish can he was the best person to be protecting her mm-hmm. there until he's not anymore. I mean, he does his job. But he does do his job. He does And well. so poor sweet little Jane Westerling, because I like to think that she's not in on any she's of the stupid She's not. Like, 100% shit. she's poor not. Little yeah. thing. She just loves him so much. And so, uh, word, Jane. Oh, and I shouldn't have to piggyback that. right off of that, uh, we have an inductee, of course, from our wonderful listeners. And this one from Karen... Came to us all the way back January 13th. So, man, Karen was on it way back then. She says she doesn't think that Jane is part of the Red Wedding and she the rest of the Westerlings sure are. And she's pretty sure that we learned that later, but can't remember. We do indeed learn that later. And so, you're right. Too bad Blackfish couldn't go with him. I feel like he could have stopped the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> LOL at Cat being horny for Brandon and then disappointed at Ned. Poor Ned. Poor Cat. Cat thinking about how she wishes Theon would have died. I feel like she would be surprised to learn that Theon is now kind of thinking the same thing. A snow is not a stark bitch. I agree. And for her inductee, Robin Greywind. Both are looking out for John when he when they're gone, and I respect that. So, yeah, uh, yeah that combo, the little warging combo that comes up with those two in this episode is You gotta great. get them in, because it's, it's their yeah, last chance, too. It. Fuck. Yeah, uh, right. Robin Greywind. Cool. All right, so we also, you mentioned January. Poor Kristen here, whose inductee I have, sent hers back in September. Hey. And so she's been waiting a bit. But she also always sends in blocks of chapters and her emails at a time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that happens. Right. And she had a bit to say uh, about the resting place of Ned's remains, which I think we've gone over pretty heavily. She also is the one that mentioned, that, as you did, Anyone who says, who must say I am a king is not a true Yeah, king. man. That was glaring in this read-through. And yeah, and she, she brought up the the idea of wondering who throughout the story has been saying I am king mm-hmm. and points out Danny saying I am the queen. Ooh, and how, that's a good one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No, not Danny. And how Robert, Stannis, Balon... They've oh, all fuck. said that shit. No, so. I didn't realize the Danny one. So Kristen. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Kristen. As for her, in, her inductee, I'm inducting Mage Mormont. Mage. I think the line, we are stronger than we seem, can pertain to those three women, Cat, Daisy, and Mage, women in general, Rob's army, northerners, etc. And either way, it's badass. She's badass. Also, uh... Kristen. Bear Island knows no king but the true king in the north whose Ain't name is Stark, Lady Liana. Now, don't we have a couple others? Yes, or they, we do. We indeed. We also got one from Amanda, Amanda yeah. uh, and this one's short and sweet and to the point. Hello. For this chapter, I have to induct the she-bears, any and all of them. Perfect. 
Great. Bear Island, welcome. Succinct. Except for fucking Jorah. Except Jorah. You're a gross, She said the she-bears, Jorah. Gross creeper. And not for that. Like, it's not like a weird thing. Get out of here, you fucking creeper. You're not welcome. He's a creeper. And then, uh, not so much of an inductee. But, yeah, we got a long and wonderful email from Victor. Victor. Uh, down in Rio de Janeiro. And <sighs> thank you so much for all you... It, it was a... A long email. It was very enjoyable to yes. read. We responded back to that email, and we we hope you you catch up to these these episodes here, so you can, you know, keep sending in those induct. Get started of sending us in some inductees. And thank you, Victor, for writing in. Yes. What else do we got? Anything, I'm anything? I'm think that's it. We uh, Erica. The, yeah, Erica. Yeah. Erica. Erica right. was. Let's see here. Uh-oh. Erica had to say. Let's see. There's a lot. Sorry. We again. We have so many. Yeah, yeah we're pretty backed up on through. these emails. Uh, she is would uh, choose the she bear lady mage, but honestly, she could induct induct all the ladies of House Mormon. Like all of them, Lady Mage is a fierce warrior, a very strong female character, a valuable asset to the Starks, and she's both empathetic and badass. And at the same time, I can't help thinking about Cersei, how she whines about being born a woman, and how that sucks. Because if she would have been born man, she'd be the fiercest fighter ever. Well, there are some women who don't bitch about them being a woman. Just do their work. Whether it's taking care of their children or depending their homes or going into war, they just do it. No questions asked. So yay for those northern warrior badass bitches. And that's it from Erica from Hungary. Uh, we also, not an inductee and uh, a little more of a, a serious tone, but we got an email from and we won't go into what the, the email covered uh, because it was some personal stuff, but she wanted to induct Nate and I's podcast personas and, and thank us for what we're doing because we're helping her through a hard time. Thank you for listening, and just know that you are loved and you are important and you are valid and you are worthy of love and you'll get through any hard time that you're facing and we're happy to provide a service that may help you have a brighter day on any day of the week. And so... And know that the feelings are reciprocated. These personas that we try to give to you guys are only possible because of you guys. Right. You know, you're writing in, it, help, it, does, it helps us the same way that you guys tell us. That right, obviously we're you. in love with this community. Uh, everyone's super cool, super chill, super, and, and we're, we're the average Joes. We're fucking idiots. We don't claim to be super smart. We're not trying to write essays. I'm super smart. We, I, I'm smarter than you. We're coming at it from the point of we're two idiots who couldn't stop talking about this book. And if you want to come along and listen to us say stupid things like Garrett is cold hands and hype ourselves up about it because it's fun to get hype when you say the stupid things then we're glad you're along for it and those kind words from all of you that have been pouring in over this break have seriously meant the world it's motivated us every single day to get back on it and it was insane it didn't stop from the moment we stopped releasing episodes yeah, I, there I was constantly say, uh one of the months that we didn't record that we were feeling just in general pretty low about a lot of things about yeah we've got we got more listens in that one month than we had in the past six months and it was mind blowing yeah that was a uh, a pretty good jump start out of the sort of depression funk that had engulfed us both and so listeners no you're not alone we're all struggling and, and, and it's hard right now and mental health is something that everyone should be taking care of and we're all in it together so as one of our favorite shows to watch says 
love one another, take care of each other, and just look out for another one another. That's what this community is so great about. Yeah, we can be dickheads when you know you want to talk about whether or not. Peter Baelish should be king. When you're saying just wrong stuff, right? right like, come right. on, you deserve sure. it. But but in the in the hindsight, we're all in this community because we connect and identify to these books, and we get something out of it. And there's a community here, and we wanted to add to that positively, not in a more bullshit rhetoric on the internet of harmful nonsense. There's enough of that. So, thank you all for allowing us the break and sticking with us and coming along because we're excited to be back yeah we've got plans like patreon we've neglected you for a long time and we apologize on that we're gonna be slamming you soon we're gonna we've got plans we've got big big plans for this podcast and beyond this podcast because we ain't fucking slowing this gravy train down bitches right it's gonna be sweet it's gonna be sweet stick around our next episode is... Oh, right. Who is... What are we doing? Sam. It's Sam. Samwell <laughs> 3, which... Holy shit, y'all. Yeah, uh, Sam 3. What's Sam got? What? One, two more chapters left? Sam has... That's a good call, too. Sam has one, I think. Uh, Sam has three. Right. So, three with our next one. Get us inductees for Sam. Uh, we'll be doing more calls on social media for that so be on the lookout for calls for inductees for Sam right. after that is Aria 9 yep get us inductees for Aria 9 go down the list because we need a few of them, uh, got them like after Aria 9 I think is John I'm not 100% and here. there's a bunch of John so you just get us all those inductees for the end of the, the chapters at the end of Storms because we're we're cruising right along and it's uh <sighs> moving fast. Right away. So if you would like to write us in with those inductees, you can send them to our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach, you're on Twitter at fucking what, Carstark92 mm-hmm. or some shit? I don't know. I don't like you. I don't follow your shit. Otherwise, catch us on Instagram, you know, Facebook. There's all sorts of Spotify, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, fucking you name it. We're there probably. I think we're even on Pandora these days. That's a, Did you know that's still a thing? No. The Pandora is still a thing? I didn't know Do people that. Still, you guys still use Pandora? Also, uh, random, like fuck off with the, the plugs of our socials and shit. Uh, I recently, I've told you this, I recently on uh, Audible started listening to the Game of Thrones audiobooks read by Roy Dotrice and if you haven't you gotta give him a listen because he goes in ham and for those who don't know Roy Dotrice uh, actually played in the show he played the alchemist the the wildfire alchemist who's all fucking hype about it with Tyrion and he does a phenomenal job reading the books uh, I think unfortunately he passed away before he could do dance and maybe feast I'm not 100% but well certainly wins Game of Thrones, uh, where I currently am in the audiobook, is phenomenal read by him. So give that a listen if you're just, you know, haven't. If you're looking for something to to hold you over until some more, you know, House of the Dragon of the stuff Dragon. comes or, Shit. you know, whatever. But I think that that about does it this time. Rate us, review us, leave us comments, all the, all the jazz that we ask you to do all the time. We appreciate it. We did get a... What, I don't know. I'm, I'm done bringing up more extra stuff. We've we been going will on for too long. see you with Sam, and we will see you real soon. Follow to Harris. Peace. Peace.